The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Ready? Let's go. Anything is possible. Look at me and say, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Let me tell you something. Listen to me. Everybody, look at me. See, do you know that thing you want to do? That seems impossible. Multiply it by 100. If you believe you can achieve it, you will achieve it. Anything is what? Is possible. I actually found out that many times the impossibilities, the things we call impossible, I'm saying this can't happen, stuff like that, actually is a function of the way we see. The way we see. The mindset that we have. Even personally, for me, as an individual and as a minister, that actually has been a battle I have fought a lot. Being able to believe God for what God has told me to believe him for. Now, turn your Bibles with me. Let's look at something. All right? Mark 9, verse 23. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. When I'm talking about anything is possible, I'm talking in this service in the context of what? Taking the gospel around the world. Taking territories, hallelujah, lighting up the dark places, anything is possible. Mark chapter number 9, the Mass Gospel chapter 9 and verse 23. Everybody read one to go, it says what? Jesus said unto him, if thou canst what? Believe. All things are possible to what? He says, all things are possible to him that believes. So that means the person that believes has no limitations. Because there are possibilities available to the man that believes. That tells me that what I want to see and the realities I want to experience are just a faith away. If I can believe it, if I can say it, I can have it. Now look at Mark chapter 14 verse 36. It says, all things are possible to him that believes. Now Mark 14 and 36, what does he say quickly? Mark 14 36, it says, and he said, Abba, Father. Abba, that Abba there is father. So it's father, father. That's what, all right, will be in original. Abba, Abba. All things are possible unto thee. Everybody say, all things are possible unto you. Say it again. All things are possible unto you. He says, all right, all things are possible unto thee. So Jesus says, with God, all things are possible. Then Luke 1, 35. Then Luke's gospel chapter number 1 and verse 35. All things are possible to him that believe. All things are possible unto thee. That is, all things are possible unto God. Now look at Luke chapter 1 and verse 37, 35. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that only thing which shall be born of thee shall be called what? The Son of God. 36. Everybody read one to go. Now it's important to read along because as you read along, your outer ear hears what your outer mouth, what your mouth is saying. Very important. Can we read? He says, What? And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she had also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. 37. Everybody read. He says, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. With God, nothing shall be impossible. So with God, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. 
So when we say it is the year of spreading, look at him and say it's possible. Now, you have a unique advantage of being here before we spread. Because many a times when God plants you in a local church and begins to wrought miracles and signs and wonders and begins to do things that, you know, all right, for example, we should sat down in maybe a redeemed church, Holy Ghost Congress. You know, it's not surprising that they are much there, right? Right? Because it's a normal thing. Is that correct? Now, it will be a miracle in the eyes of those who were there 30 years ago. Before it became like, you understand? Now, you have the way you're here. So, you are going to get a front line seat to see the miracle power, the miracle working power of God. And when you see that, your conviction and your faith in God's capacity to do the same for you in your personal life gets strengthened. So that's why many times God does some things by the supernatural for you to know that there is a life beyond just the natural way. There is a way beyond logic. There is a step above science. Hallelujah. There is a realm where you cannot explain it, but God does it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can even again say anything is possible. Now, the commandment to spread was given in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. All right, we popularly call this the Go Commission. And I want to tell you, until you have started fulfilling your purpose in Christ, you cannot actually have true satisfaction. I was watching a, an interview, a podcast, given by some Hollywood celebrities. These guys are actors. I think there was John Carey. Is it John? Jim Carrey? There's Jim Carrey, that funny guy that did God something, about one God stuff, where he was acting as God and things like that. Then you had some other guys, you know. Then there's this guy, um, Adam Sandler, the guy that does comedies that never really, you know, are not funny. But he, he find manages to make money about, you know, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. That guy's movies are not funny. It's, it's grace, you know. The guy just does nonsense. It's like just too funny. You know just too funny? Just too funny says a lot of rubbish. But people find it funny. I don't get it. But it's so funny to people. And he gets money. May you receive that kind of grace in Jesus' name. Amen. You understand where people pay for stuff, you know. It's grace. The guy just talks a lot of rubbish. He just says like afternoon, morning, evening, yesterday, Wednesday, Thursday. And people are laughing. <laughs> you know. And inviting for shoes, you know. Praise God. So he was talking about how that you could be incredibly successful, yet feel unfulfilled. You could have all the money, but you just have this gnawing emptiness inside. I was like, hey, uh, I know, right? Praise God. Then somebody else is looking at Jim Carrey and saying, I want to be like you. Not knowing the depression, the battle, when there is no Jesus there. Then when someone like Justin Bieber... Get Jesus. When that guy got born again, all he, he, he told everybody, I am born again. Why? He found what was missing. Your purpose is not discovered until you discover Jesus. I'm telling you. Until you discover Jesus. Until you begin to live for Jesus. Until you begin to party, understand what he wants. I mean, you say, Lord, what do you want? You know, sometimes many folks, uh, Christians, they get born again, and it's about what I want, what I want, what I want, what I want. But you see, your life takes on a new meaning when it moves from what you want to, Lord, what do you want? How can I help? Hallelujah. Do you know that the God of the whole earth is asking for your partnership? He's saying, let's do this thing together. Hallelujah. Look at Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All what? All power 
is given unto me where? In heaven and where? In earth. That word power is the Greek exousia. It's better translated authority. It says all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Now what's the purpose of that authority being given? He says go ye therefore. So that means the authority given to Jesus was for the purpose of us going. Praise God. All right, go ye therefore and teach all nations. Everybody say all nations. nations. Louder, all nations. All nations. Listen, the Go Commission is a global commission. It is not a local commission. It will start locally, but it is global in view. Praise God. When I'm done with this sermon, we're going to do things a, a, differently in Oikea. Our approach is going to be different. Praise the Lord. Now, you see, we are not here. I'm not, look. I'm not, I'm not in ministry to get rich off ministry. You all know that I have a job. Hallelujah. I work. Now, it doesn't mean even if I was full-time, I was still not, that's not my goal to get rich off ministry. I'm not, I'm not in ministry so that you guys can get me a rose rose that I post it on Instagram and say, spending. No, that's not, that's not, what, that's not what it is. I, I still don't get that part where people do that. I, 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 don't, I, will, I will be very uncomfortable doing that. Praise God. You understand? No. The goal is simple. We want the world to know Jesus. Because we are convinced and persuaded that Jesus did not lie. When he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no man comes to the Father but by me. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Hallelujah. There is a heaven to gain and a what? A hell to shun. Believe me, there is hell. One man God says something, if you miss heaven, you cannot miss hell. Hallelujah. That's the truth. If you miss heaven, you cannot miss what? Simple. If you miss hell, you cannot miss heaven. There's no in between. Hallelujah. Don't let anybody deceive you. Because of these things come the wrath of God upon the children of what? Disobedience, the Bible says. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them. The word teaching is matetio. Matetio means make them students. Make disciples. Teach them how to live. The word nations there. Let me define nations. Are you ready? The word nations here is taken from a Greek word ethnos. Ethnos. Where you get the English ethnic. Right? So it means a tribe. So when he says, um, go ye therefore and teach all nations. He's saying, go ye therefore and teach all tribes. All right? So what is a tribe? All right? A tribe is a group of people who speak the same language. They speak the same language, have the same customs, and they have things in common. Hallelujah. If you're not writing, don't worry. Maybe we're going to have trivia after the sermon where I will ask you to show us your notes. Praise God. The shortest pencil is longer than the longest memory. Look at him and say the shortest pencil is longer than the longest memory. Put things down. Listen, champions, put things down. Amen? Champions do what? They put things down. Glory to God. You know, recently, eh, I had to repent of something. Normally, when I do my Bible study, because of my pad and my, I like iPhones. I didn't used to like iPhone. I didn't like, used to like Apple materials. But when I started using Apple, I fell in love with it. There was a time they stole my iPhone and my, this, do you know, I, I wasn't, <laughs> they stole my iPhone and I went to go and buy one Android. Brethren, this apple is, we need to talk about apple addiction. I wasn't myself. I was not myself. <laughs> Until I had to get it and replace it. So I studied my Bible and I put it on this, um, the notes. And the reason why I do that is simple. 
so that I, I want to make sure that any everything I jot down, I, I am able to put it in a format that can be easily converted to books. You understand? So that when I want to write a book, I will just go to what I've prepared in my, my pad and you know, give it to my um, assistant and they will work on it and put it together. But I discovered that it was affecting certain aspects of my Bible study. So recently, Lord said, go and get, go back to the old ways. That I should go and get my notepad. And as I got my notepad and I was now writing, I was studying the book of Mark. Brethren, I was in Mark chapter 1 for three hours. Mark, you know Mark, you know there's no in him, in Christ, all those. For Mark, just chapter one, three hours, I was just there. God, what is inside? Praise God. Take notes, because you see, when you are in that posture of learning, the Spirit will speak. There's something about the Holy Ghost. Until you take the correct posture, he doesn't speak. But when you take the correct posture, he will speak. When you take the correct posture, he would move. There is a posture that says that you are ready. There is a posture that says that, speak to me. There's a posture that says, I'm ready. I'm ready. But there's a posture that says, you are not ready. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So, ethnos, tribe. Is a tribe is a group of people who speak the same language, have the same customs, and have things in common. An ethnos, or a tribe, may be... Uh, uh, sorry, an ethnos may be people or tribe based. Well, we may be a people or tribe based on ancestry, based on language or commonality. So that means they have something they share in common. So now, before we could say a tribe, you know, we say Yoruba, Hausa, Igbo, and stuff like that. All right, but you see, any group of people that have something in common is a tribe. They have the same ideology, they are a tribe. They are in the same demographic, they are a tribe. Hallelujah. They're a tribe. So all authority was given to make students of tribes, of nations. So our mission is to reach nations, tribes, one person at the time. So when you have students in the campus, that's a nation. When you have folks who uh, uh, um, work in a sector, that's a nation. Think about it. If folks, if you're talking about you want to reach bankers, all right, bankers are mostly at work morning to night. So if you want to reach them, how can you reach them? There is something common to them. That's banking. How can you reach those people? How can you reach accountants? How can you reach students? You are going to, if you're going to be taking the world for Christ, you need to be thinking about taking them one ethnos at a time. I mean, if you understand. I mean, if you understand. One ethnos, one tribe at a time. Because not all tribes are not the same. If you want to reach bankers, you can't reach them as you're reaching students. Praise God. Because they may not be available the same time, all right, and the same frequency where students are available. Glory to God. If you want to reach, how many of you are millennials here? Let me see you. You were born after, millennials are those born after 2000, right? 1990. 1990. At 1990, you are already big now. 1986, 1985. Okay, so I mean, all of us are millennials now. <laughs> all right. But, you know, okay, so who are the, how do we call those people that were born like 96 and 2000? Gen Z. Gen Z. Why she be correct? Now, so let's look at Gen Z. How many of that Gen Z people are different? How many of you have noticed? A, a, a Gen Z person is usually always going to be on their phone. Praise the Lord. How many of you noticed? How many of you have noticed? You see, like this. 
Hallelujah. Even my son is, is Gen Z already. JC. You understand? Now, many a times, we make the mistake of trying to say, we, um, we want to try to say, get off the phone, rather than say, how can I reach them through the phone? Are you following? Come on, are you following what I'm saying? For example, a Gen Z person would most likely, for example, their sisters here, after this service, they're going to take pictures. Have you noticed that? They're going to take pictures. They will look for one nice background, and they take pictures, and do like this. <laughs> All right? And they post it. Or they'll do this. I don't get it. I don't know why they do this. No, I, 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 I don't know. Does anybody know why people put their right leg in front and do this? What exactly is the purpose? But I see that a lot. So now, instead of me, if I want to reach them, hallelujah, if I want to reach them, all right, instead of me asking stupid questions like I just did about them putting their leg like this, uh, to, I am all men, all right, to all, that I might win some. So what I will do is this, I will take a picture, put my leg like this, hallelujah, and I put the gospel under. Praise God. As I praise God. We reach them where they are. Where they gather, are you following? Where they gather. I remember there was a time some Christians lost outreaches to clubs. Clubs, clubhouses. They went there with the gospel. And they, say, they led people to Christ. You, you get them before you know, to the toilet and get them born again and get them talking in tongues inside the club. There was a time I lost outreach to prostitute joints in Lagos Island. I went in there. So one of the times when I was in, the police came. <laughs> you know now, you're inside, brother. I you know. How will you be able to explain to the police that? <laughs> so the first cities were done. I say, ah, pastor, yeah, pastor, doctor, they have come. You have to that they may carry you. <laughs> Hallelujah! Imagine from getting someone feed the Holy Ghost, talking in tongues. You understand? And they carried the police. And you know, the police I was getting them saved. Eh, no, why? Eh, yes. Yes, man of God. Yes, we know. We know. We know. <laughs> Hallelujah. So our mission is to the nations one person at a time. Listen to me. There is someone within your circle of influence that you can reach with the gospel. Listen, there are some people that if they hear me preach the gospel, they won't respond until they hear you. I'm telling you, until you, you. Until you preach it. Someone said to me, Pastor, do you think I am fit for ministry? He said, he said, I don't look. Are you sure you look at me and think I can, I can do ministry? Who do you think ministry is for? Ministry is not for pastors. Turn about Bible says for. It's not for pastors. It's for you. You are the one to do it. We have to do it together. He died for us publicly so that we may publicly live for him. Look at it. Ephesians 4, 11. Everybody wants to go. He says what? And he gave some what? Apostles. And some what? Prophets. And some what? Evangelists. And some what? Pastors and teachers. 12. For the what? Everybody, everybody read. He says what? For the what? Perfecting of the saints. For the what? Work of the ministry. For the what? Edifying of the body of Christ. So that means the purpose of the apostle, pastor, teacher, prophet, evangelist is to perfect you to do ministry. God's idea is not to have one superstar who is called pastor, 
who does all the ministry while everybody comes to spectate. No. The pastor is to equip you so that you go and do ministry. You go and preach. So how do I know I'm doing my job well when you are preaching? There is a harvest of souls out there in the world that has your name on it. There is a friend. There is a friend's friend. There is a cousin. There is someone at work who will not respond until you open your mouth and preach. Jesus loves you. Questions will arise. And before you know it, you have somebody crying in your hands saying, lead me to Christ. I want to know Jesus. Hallelujah. You have someone saying, I want to quit smoking. That lady that you see coming out, coming down from the club Friday, sleeping in men's houses, that you, you, you are finding yourself um, 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 I'm standing in judgment over, needs Jesus. Not, um, she needs Jesus. You know, there's a way people say you need Jesus in a condemnatory way. Now, wow, you need Jesus. No, not that kind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, look at Genesis chapter 1. I've been looking on, on this. I thought this was in crossover service. You can get the tapes. Praise God. Look what he says. In Genesis chapter 1, um, verse 1. Can we read one to go? He says, what? In the beginning, God, what? Created the heavens and the earth. Uh-huh. And the earth was without what? Void, was without what? Form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, remember what we explained during what's night service, that this is speaking prophetically and metaphorically about what? The hearts of men. You remember that? Now, I'm not going to explain it. I've explained it. Go and get the message. Hallelujah. All right, speaking about the hearts of men without Christ. Hallelujah. Then look at verse 3. It now says, and God said, let there be what? Light. And the Bible says there was light. And we saw in 2 Corinthians 4, 6, all right, turning there, that the light, all right, God was talking to, uh, about here, was speaking prophetically about the light of the gospel of Christ. Amen. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, 6, all right. It says, for God who commanded the light to shine out of what? Darkness has shined where? In our hearts. You see that? So that means the darkness of two, without form and void, was the hearts of men. And he's now saying, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of what? Jesus. So the light of Genesis 1 is the light of the glory of God in the face of what? Of Jesus Christ. Now let's go back to Genesis 1-3. We see something beautiful that God did, did there and which is very, very, very instructive. In verse 4, the Bible says, and God saw that the light was good. All right. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from what? The darkness. So you had day and night. The man who has heard the gospel and believed it is a son or a child of the day. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. You are a child of the day. So God separated darkness from um, light to show you that there are two types of men on the earth. Very clear. There are those in darkness and there are those in the light. Now, those in darkness are in darkness for one reason and one reason alone. They have not responded to Jesus. Very simple. A man is in the light only because he has responded to Jesus. The Bible says, as many has believed, received him. To them he gave the power to become what? The sons of God. As many as received him. 
Hallelujah. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes on him should not what? Perish, but have what? Everlasting life. So it is not of works that men are made light, light. It is of faith that men are made light. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You cannot labor into light. No, you are born of light. Glory to God. The new birth is a betting. It is not a behavior. You don't behave yourself into the new birth. No. You receive Jesus and you become new. Glory to God. I said glory to God. First Thessalonians 5. Okay, let's have our 4. But he brethren, everybody read it, want to go. But say, but I, say, but I, I. louder, but I, I. brethren, I'm not in that. Oh, sorry, dear Jesus, but I. Okay, let's, let's go back to ye. <laughs> so that it will do as well we are. But ye, brethren, are not in what? That that day should overtake you as a thief. He's talking about when Jesus comes back again. Verse 5, everybody says what? Ye are all the children of what? Oh, glory to God. Tell her, I'm a child of light. I do not abide in darkness. He said, for ye are all the children of light and the children of what? The day. We are not of the night, nor of what? Darkness. Notice, night, darkness. Day, light. So when God separated day, all right, from night, light, from darkness, he was saying that there are two tribes on the earth. There are two types of people on the earth. There are those of the light and there are those of the darkness. Hallelujah. And by the gospel, we have been translated from darkness into light. Colossians 1. Is everybody following? Is everybody following? Colossians chapter number 1 and verse 12. We are getting bigger every day. We will end that song completely. I just extracted the part I could sing. Because there were some very difficult notes there. How many of you do that? You take the part you can sing, leave the rest. So you take the part you can sing, then you guys go, or some of you that speak in tongues, you speak in tongues with you. Glory. Hallelujah. It's not in the spirit, you're just, I don't know that part. <laughs> Thank God for tongues, it covers a lot. Praise God. How many of you rap in tongues? To cover your deficit in rap. Your, your poem, it never goes. <laughs> yes, I, it doesn't go. Is there something I, I wish I could? I wish I could rap. Ah, I covet that gift of the spirit, the spirit of poetry. Ah, and I just, how do you do it? How do you make it? Some people will just start and they will just start rapping. Before you know it, the the man, the man, the bam, the bomb, the unicorn, everything is just rhyming. I'm like, how do you do it? Amen. How do you do it? Hallelujah. When I listen to Lecrae, I was like, ah, praise God. Maybe one day I can just sleep. Maybe I just bump my head. I bump my head, wake up. <laughs> and I can rap. Ah, if I can rap, I will show you people. <laughs> no, I will release singles. Ah, dear Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Gospel singles will be rapping. Hallelujah. Anointed Diana said all their songs will be rap. Or I'll, I'll, they'll just, <laughs> you know. I'll take a stage like family rap man or something. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
All right, Colossians 1 12. It says what? Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us what? Meat. Meat is qualified. Not error. It's meat. Qualified. Qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. 13. Everybody, we want to go. Who had delivered us? And that what? Translated us. Hallelujah. So that means he delivered us and he translated us. We didn't have to translate ourselves. We didn't have to attend deliverance services. Oh Lord, translate me, translate me, translate me, translate me, translate me. Now, now, no, we didn't have to do that. He delivered us and translated us. Say, Allah, I'm in the kingdom of light. Say, I'm light. I'm a child of the day, not of darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, this is what he has done, all right, for us in Christ. Now, this is now what we have to now do for him. Because when we left the kingdom of darkness, we left some people there. Hallelujah. That he wants out too. Glory to God. He wants them out. So, we preach the gospel. And when we preach the gospel, we are shining our lights. You don't shine your light by being, the, it's good for you to be the best at work. But if you are the best at work, outside of the gospel, he does the kingdom nothing. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? When you get to heaven, they're not going to give you awards for being the best doctor. But if you use your being a doctor to get the gospel to people, you get an award. Why? Because if you treat a sick person, the person will still die. And if the person is in darkness and that person dies, we lose the person forever. Praise God. Praise God. Imagine having a ministry of when people are about to die, you share the gospel to them. Get the gospel to them. Get them to believe the gospel. When they are terminal, it's time to go. Share the gospel with them. Imagine God positioning you at the exit gate from the earth. The people that all through their life didn't receive the gospel and didn't respond. You are getting them to believe the gospel before they leave the earth. And you now find out that the, 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 the hospital, which is supposed to be a place of sorrow, will be a place where what? Of harvest. There are people that do that currently. Praise God. There are medics that God has positioned to do it. God might have been tugging your heart. You may be a nurse. You may be a doctor. Why don't you yield? Hallelujah. Why don't you yield? You work in the hotel business. Why don't you yield and share the gospel? You say, ah, no, if they don't come to the hospital, the hotel to fornicate, there will be no business. Who told you? Who told you? Your hotel can be a hotel with a difference. Praise God. I said, praise God. Look at him and say, do not be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Say, I am not ashamed of Jesus. Say, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Put it up, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Tell her, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. Share it unashamedly. Let them know Jesus is the way. Someone says, are you sure? There are many ways. There are many ways that the thought of one way is irrational. Well, I choose to believe Jesus. Amen. Do you know why I choose to believe Jesus? I found out that he's trustworthy. Because there are many people that spoke. Muhammad has spoken. Um, Buddha has spoken. Krishna has spoken. And when I read the words of Buddha, they are very nice. You know, very nice. They are very nice words. Goods to your people because of karma and all this kind of stuff. But you see, Buddha does not particularly give me a kind of conviction that he knew where he was going after he died. 
And so I don't know about you. I, I, I'm not comfortable with that because eternity is very important because there's a hell involved here. Praise God. Are you following what I'm saying? Because I don't know. I don't know about you because if there's a hell involved, I want to be sure that the person, I'm following a person that knows road. Amen. You know, when the Buddha, I read Muhammad, Muhammad was not really sure. Muhammad said, behold, I don't want to start quoting Quran here because of, I don't want to offend anybody. All right. But the truth about it is, in the Quran, it says everybody's going to go to hell first. Praise God. And they have got to be praying for the dead that God will have mercy on him and take him to our Jannah. You see that? That's gambling. What if he doesn't do it? Amen. Come on, think about it. I don't like gambling. I don't, I don't need to chance I get to hell that I'm now waiting for God to remember to take me out of the place. No, it doesn't work for me. Does it work for you? It doesn't work for me, man. That's like gambling. It's calo- I, don't, I don't know. It's eternity we're talking about. I want to be sure. Praise God. And Jesus makes me sure. Jesus said, you follow me, you're good. Look at them and say, Jesus said, follow me, you're good. Yeah, good, man. You're good. Heaven is on lockdown. Glory to God. In fact, heaven is not on lockdown in the future. Heaven is on lockdown now. Because he says, if you believe on me, I make you a citizen of heaven. In fact, you have rights. While on earth, you have heavenly rights on earth. So that when you speak on earth, heaven has to back you up because you are a citizen. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You are a citizen. You have, you have bodyguards. You have benefits. Hallelujah. You have health benefits. You have economic benefits. You have security benefits. Hey. Hallelujah. You even have superpowers. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Superpowers. Because you are with Jesus. So, he, he not only says, you are with me, and heaven is yours, he gives you the benefits of heaven now, so that you can know that you know that you know that heaven is yours. So, for example, when I speak in tongues, glory to God, I speak in tongues because it's heavenly. That's a sign I got the Holy Ghost now. Praise God. So God wants the other folks, folks still in darkness, he wants them out. And he needs your partnership to do that. Now, let me just run some numbers for you quickly. All right, write this quickly down. Why is it important to preach the gospel? Why is this mission important? And remember we said anything is possible. So that means it is possible for us to get the word to the whole world. Number one, it's important because it is God's plan to create all men after the image of Christ. Genesis 1, 26 to 27. We can read that right in and read it at home. And Colossians 1, 15 to 18. We call Jesus the image of the invisible God. Number two, why is it important to preach the gospel? It is important because God is light. And all in darkness will be destroyed. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, 7 to 9. There shall be a new heaven and a new earth. And in the new earth, there will be nothing of darkness. So everyone in darkness will be wiped out. The devil, his angels, and all those who reject the light. This is why we preach. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Hallelujah. So it's a serious thing. It's not, it's, it's not a joke. It's not religion. I have heard some people say something. Oh, religion talks. They try to make a mockery of hell. And I found something very interesting. From studying history and life, people mock hell and mock life after death when they are young and vibrant. The moment they begin to get old and about to die, they now begin to ask questions. Believe me, I've been pastoring for a while. Those brilliant intelligentsias. Let them get to where they want to die. They will not be, you will not be anti like, Pastor, let's talk about this thing again. Do you really believe? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there are some at their deathbed. 
Oh boys, you don't want to be around when they are dying. They are afraid. Because all of a sudden, their mortality hits them in the face. Then people will stop asking questions like, how can a good God send people to hell? Hallelujah. The reason why God doesn't send anybody to hell, people go there by choice. Because he separated light from darkness and he told you, I have done a separation. Choose light. If you reject it, no problem, it's your choice. God is love. God in his love and in his righteousness, all right, uh, considers it just and justice to allow you to make your decision. And God in his love and righteousness will not validate your decision. He won't validate your decision to go to hell. Praise God. Praise God. And if in case you think that in hell there's Michael Jackson there playing music, I actually think Michael Jackson was saved. Because when I look at his guy believed in Jesus. Hallelujah. He may not have been perfect in his life. All right? But salvation is not because of perfection in your conduct. You are saved because you believe in Jesus. And that's why someone can be a moralist, not smoke, not drink, but doesn't believe in Jesus, he will go to hell. Because in the eyes of God, all of his righteousness is like what? A filthy rag. You can't be using I don't smoke before God. You don't smoke. God. No. He's righteous. He's, he's holier than that. The only holiness God sees is the life is Jesus Christ. The righteousness of Jesus. Are you in Christ? Finish. Anyone outside, no matter what you've done, you're, you're, it's not, nothing before him. Praise God. Yeah. Tell that I'm saved, I'm saved. By, grace. by grace to do works. Do work. All right, I'm saved to do good works. Good I am not saved by good works. Saved by good works. Hallelujah. Now, number three, purpose of the gospel. Number three, for fellowship with the Father, John 14, 6. Number four, purpose of preaching the gospel. For men to have peace with God and dominion over darkness. Romans 5, 1, Luke 10, 19. Number five, the fifth purpose of preaching the gospel, so that men can have eternal life and salvation. Hebrews 5, 8 to 9, John 3, 16, 1 John 5, 13. And number six, for men to become the temples of the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 1 Corinthians 6, 16 and 17. Now, there are two ways you can preach the gospel. You can preach the gospel on offline, that means physically, one-on-one. All right, you can preach the gospel in the bus. How many of you have preached the gospel in the bus before? You have preached in the bus. All right, try doing that. Try doing that. Preach the gospel in the bus. Amen. Preach it in the bus. Glory to God. All right, preach the gospel everywhere. Someone said, Oh, I don't want to violate the people's, uh, what do you call it now? I don't want to violate their private inside bus. So I don't want to preach the gospel. <laughs> All right, guess what? The person that came into the bus and was talking about, uh, oh, logo one of uh, Africa. He will cure hypertension, diabetes. Did he, did he violate your privacy? Listen, don't be too woke. Wokeism will kill you. You understand? Don't be too woke. Some people are too woke. You understand? They take it too far. And they, they you know, wow, Jesus. Why are they too woke? And this wokeness, who gave it to us? And let's go and preach the gospel outside and stop people and say, can I have a moment and share the gospel? No, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to interfere with their day. Well, interfere. 
Now, also, you preach the gospel offline. You can preach the gospel, be polite, share the gospel with folks. I've gotten several people filled with the Holy Ghost by stopping them on the road, preaching the gospel. I've gotten several people healed by stopping them on the road and preaching the gospel to them and praying with them. You'll be surprised how many people want or are looking for that. And thank God for, God, um, for, for, for you when you yield to that. Then also, you can preach the gospel online. There's something called digital evangelism. Let me give you some facts real quickly. First, there are seven continents in the world. Seven continents. Africa, Europe, Australia, Asia, South America, North America, and Antarctica. All right. In these seven continents, we have seven billion people. Seven billion in the world. And these seven billion people speak 6,500 languages. Do you know that? 6,500 languages. So my question is, if there are 6,500 languages in the world, why are we trying to evangelize in one? Some of you don't know how to speak Yoruba. Fluently. How many of you can preach the gospel in Yoruba? Can I see your hand? Put it up now. Let Jesus see you. How many of you can preach the gospel fluently in Igbo? Igbo. I, I, I didn't know Igbo people in this church. We will go and bring Chioma Jesus so that Igbo people can come. How many of you can speak Igbo? Okay, you can speak. Ah, Sharon, you do like this. Okay, somehow. Many of you listen. You will go and learn your native dialect well. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because you need to be able to speak it to win some people. Hallelujah. Don't make it fashionable not to be able to speak your native dialect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because there's a tribe of people to reach in that category. Praise the Lord. Do you know that 275 million people speak French? 275 million. If you have a global vision to reach people, why don't you think, how can I reach French-speaking people? How can you reach people in Togo, right close to this place? Hallelujah. Can you have a conversation in French? Praise God. Amen. I said amen. I'm of you, your mind is stretching now, it's stretching. Is it stretching? Is it stretching? Come on, is it stretching? Yeah, French. 1.3 billion people speak um, Chinese. 1.3 billion. That is how many percent of the world? Like 25%, close to 25%, 20%. It means that if we don't begin to think about getting the gospel in Chinese, we will not be able to reach 1.3 billion people in the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let us look at online data, digital evangelism. Did you know that Facebook has 2.7 billion monthly active users. 2.7 billion. That's more than China. That's more than any nation in the world. 2.7 billion. So Facebook on its own is a nation. The largest nation in the world is what? It's Facebook. It's digital. Amen. Twitter has 152 million. YouTube has 2 billion users. I mean, as a church, we need to repent. When we're talking of uh, content, we don't even think about YouTube. We just stream on YouTube. Praise God. Instagram has one billion users. One billion users. So, so those of you that we say, um, let's try and reach people online, and you say you're not a Facebook, you're not a social media person. You know you're not serious. Now, I don't know if you can see your seriousness now. I'm serious. Which means... 
the modern evangelist, if, the mod, if you're going to be reaching people right now, you must have a plan to reach them online. If you don't have a plan to reach them online, you are not serious. Praise God. I said praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you have to, you know, put the gospel online. On Instagram, we got a lot of women shaking their behind there. Whenever I go on the, what do you call that stuff? Explore stuff. This is the explore. He said, everybody's just, you know, I'm, you understand? So I don't know who I liked or something. Then you know that algorithm is crazy. You like one person. Before you know it, it changes everything you see. And I'm like, and I start, so I, what I have to do, I'm not going to look for some content that is Christian to now be liking and following so that it can change it. But there are one billion. What are you doing? To put the gospel out there. Praise God. I mean, I mean, if you are following what I'm saying here, if you're following, let me see your hand. We saturate it with the gospel. We don't leave it for the devil. Praise God. That's the mistake the Christians made in the 70s when the television came out. And when the television came to Africa, they said, Don't watch the television, it's the devil's box. The ministry that said that as a television station today. <laughs> Amen. And we are thanking God when we have the television. Praise God. It's a feat of faith. Don't run away from technology. Find a way to use technology to reach people. Because what technology has done is that we can reach people faster. So we cannot take the back seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you watch Netflix every single time? Let me show you. You watch Netflix. But in church, don't lie. You watch it. You watch Netflix. You watch all those movies. How many of you love those movies on Netflix? You can just go there and check it. Now, think about us putting the gospel, doing a movie, putting 2 million, 3 million, 4 million, 5 million into a Christian movie. Christian movie. You know all these movies they make where they say Christians can lose their salvation? Amen. We do a movie that talks about God's steadfast love that doesn't fail. Amen. Imagine all these superhero super movies. I mean, we have watched a lot of superhero movies. Um, let's mention some. Uh, Thor, right? God of Lightning. You know all those Thor, all those guys, they designed those superheroes after Greek mythology. You know that? Imagine we create a superhero movie that is inspired by the Bible. Imagine a superhero whose power is activated when he speaks in tongues. Are you following? When the enemy, the enemy just, he just goes, you understand? We use the superhero movie to teach utterance activating the power of God. Are you following? Think. We can reach a whole generation that way. Imagine children growing up watching a superhero who activates power by speaking. Imagine. See the generation that was raised by Harry Potter. Do you know that Harry Potter was teaching magic activated by utterance? Right? So you had many children in the United Kingdom that would say Alkazam. Is that not what the magical was? Is it Alkazam or Alcatraz or whatever it is? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it was. But see how they use that to inspire people onto being witches. Praise God. There was no Jesus in Harry Potter. Nothing. He was witch this, covum this, condor that. You understand? 
and they made, they said it was suitable for children. The same UK that said Bible is not suitable for children. They took the Bible out and they put nice media content that was demon, demon friendly. We have to also put money in movies. Praise God. We have to also put money in series. Glory to God. You have, I mean, if you have this girlfriend, you know, this girlfriend, I saw girlfriend and stuff, and in the movie, it's just about fornication everywhere. We will do our own. We will not call it, we won't call our own, we won't call it, we won't say Jesus boy and Jesus girl. You know, the sinners will run away from it. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. We won't, we won't put it there, all right, no, no, we don't say Holy Ghost dating. That won't be the title of the movie. Hallelujah. You understand? It will be something nice, but the principles will be Christian. We put Jesus in there. Put it there. Righteousness by faith. Put it there. Holy Ghost leading. Imagine a movie where you say, oh, the person wakes up, all right, and I, I just have this, you know, leading us for us. You, I, I don't understand what I'm saying. Where you can actually, you know, do that, and people can look at it and be edified. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said, Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because Jesus said, Make disciples. So we can make disciples using content any shape or form. So far, we are teaching because the truth about it is this whether I like it or not, whiskey is teaching people. Amen. Yeah. David, uh, we come out, we look at Femme. Fem, everybody was saying Fem. Before I know it, these people release a song and they are able to influence culture. They influence culture and you now find out that the terminologies they use in their song. Uh, someone came, he's not this guy, what's his name? This guy that always shouts nonsense and I don't know, like I said, they are fevered. No. Uh, oh, Jesus, I don't know this guy. Zanku guy, Zanku. Zanku. What? Zatan. <laughs> the way Wally said it. <laughs> The way Wale responded, I am very suspicious of you, my brother. <laughs> now, the guy came with Zanku, and Zanku became a cultural term. Influencing young people because of a four-minute video. Hallelujah. The gospel needs to spread into the hearts and minds of people on a global stage. We must begin to think deeply and pray. To say, Lord, how do we do this? How do we do this? How do we do this? Instead of thinking, you know, small. Hallelujah. You need to put the songs out there that we spread as gospel message. You need to put the, the, the movies out there that we spread. Someone saying the um, show me where they dramatized um, 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 the gospel in the New Testament. Will you get out of here, man? Come on, get out, man. Come on, man. How can we be talking about Jesus spoke in parables most of the time? Parable, telling story is an art form, isn't it? Yes. They passed a lot of messages to drama. Several, they were several. I mean, I can't even begin to start. Rather than argue on nonsense, can we just be interested in reaching people? Look at him and say, can we just be interested in reaching people? <laughs> Praise God. Let me just round up real quick because of our time. Is this blessing, you guys? Yeah. How many of you have seen where you can come in? Come, how many of you can see where you can come in? Uh, if you can't see where you can come in, it means I didn't succeed. I said, how many of you have seen where you can come in? Praise God. Praise God. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you have 2 billion people on YouTube. How many on Instagram? 1 billion. So why don't you make videos on Instagram? Some of you on Instagram is only in the picture. Put video there. Let's hear your voice. Listen to me. There is, you are anoint, your voice is anointed. When you speak, people hear the voice of the spirits. So don't rob us of your voice. When you keep quiet, you are robbing us. Hallelujah. Don't rob us of your message. When you keep quiet, you are robbing us. There's a blessing that we will only get through you. It is unique to you. There are folks that will only receive the gospel through you. It is unique to you. They are your harvest. Stop looking down on yourself. Stop overthrowing yourself. Stop saying things I'm not cut out. No, who told you that? That's a lie of the devil. You are cut out for it. Jesus that created you and fabricated you did not tell lies. He said, the purpose I created you, the purpose I made you, is for you to know me and to make me known. If he said that, I believe it. Hallelujah. Our mantra, our mission is making Jesus famous. Look at him and say, I'll make Jesus famous. I'll make Jesus famous. As long as, I live. as long as I live. Now let me give you some numbers from Nigeria. In Nigeria, there are 8.9 million Instagram users. 8.9 million. And 27.5 million users on Facebook. On Twitter, we have 39.6 million Nigerians. You'll be wondering why Jack Dorsey came to Nigeria. That's the reason. Because the largest segment, population segment, in the whole of Twitter is Nigeria. So, if you want to reach Nigerians, where should you go? Yeah. If you want to start conversations that will reach Nigerians, where should you go? Did you notice the NSAS movement? Where, do you, where was it? It was on Twitter. In fact, on Facebook, we, we, people started hearing of answers on Facebook like four days later. Facebook is always late. <laughs> <laughs> you know talking about. You have to wait like three days so it, it caught up. Why? Because if you want to do a revolution in this country, it's Twitter you do it. Because in 24 hours, one tweet can, be, can reach millions. Such that on Twitter, they were able to get the attention of the UK government, they got the attention of the American government, they got, you understand? So imagine making the gospel go viral like that. Hallelujah. Imagine, for example, we say as a church, we want to have a digital evangelism campaign on Twitter. Hallelujah. Where we want the whole of Twitter to listen to one message. Praise God. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, that message you want them to listen to probably is on Telegram, on our Telegram channel. I, I'm not following. I'm just trying to walk with you here. Walk with me here, right? So, on our Telegram channel. And that message, that message is the gospel message. Amen. So, we now run a campaign and we put the link there and stuff like that. People are now, what's going on? By the time you check the ask study, we see that link and they click on it. You now hear people saying, I listened to this message and the message changed my life. We've lighted that person's world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I listened to this. I watched this. We've lighted that person's world. So we light them up one person at a time. Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? So we have, all right, that, those number of people in Nigeria, 39.6 million Nigerians on Twitter. 
All right? So this means that there's a large population of nations reachable on, on social media. The, these platforms are very important mission fees for us to reach. What is the goal? To flood this platform with the knowledge of the Lord, the message of salvation. So how can you make this mission, um, this mission of spreading possible? So remember, we do it offline and on online. Number one, write this down. And I have seven and we do those. Number one, turn your digital accounts into a pulpit. You say, Pastor, I have my, 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 my digital account is a business account. Create another one that you can share the gospel with. Add to the 39.6 accounts on Twitter. Turn your digital account into a pulpit. And use it to share the message. The messages you learn. And the light received here in church. That's one. And this number one is powerful. How many of you yesterday, how many of you yesterday on Twitter, you saw a hashtag, hashtag OKR spreading? You saw it? How many of you are here in church here because you saw that hashtag? You saw it? So, okay, there's someone at the back that is here because you saw that hashtag. What did we do? We had, we had an eight-hour prayer meeting, and after that, we had some people, and we said, right then, right there, and then we're going to do something like that. And we did it. And it worked. People were... In fact, I now began to notice that influencers started using the hashtag. Wow. Yeah. So they would just tweet something and put OKR spreading. Because it trended for a while in Lagos. Just like that. You can get the word out. Praise God. Praise God. Look at him and say, you and I. Look at him. You and I. We will change the world. We will change the world. We will change the world. With the gospel. Look at somebody else and say, you and I, you and I, I will change the world with the gospel. All right. The second thing to do is this. Initiate conversations about Christ. Initiate conversations about Christ and drive conversations towards Christ. Initiate conversations about Christ and drive conversations towards Christ. Number three, lovingly correct misconceptions. Lovingly correct misconceptions about aspects of the world. Aspect of the word. That's the word of God. Don't allow error go unanswered to. Someone comes and says, you need to reach Jesus through Mary. Lovingly respond to that. Praise God. Amen. Oh, nobody loves Mary more than me. But we don't pray through Mary. I'm a son of God. Why am I praying? What are you talking about? I'm not a stepson. Are you a stepson? Are you a stepson? No, sir. Or a bastard? No, I'm a son. Holy Ghost lives in me. Mary is in heaven. Why would I need to talk to Mary in heaven to reach Jesus? Jesus lives inside me. Because if I got to talk to me, I got to shout. You understand? Mary! She can't hear. She's in heaven. Oh, glory to God. I only have one technology to reach the Father. The Holy Ghost. I don't have a technology to reach any dead person in Christ that is in heaven. They are resting. They are too busy. You understand? They are too busy resting. Mary tried. After she pushed five children out, you want her to hear you again. You are wicked. Hallelujah. Ah, 
The ancestors are against you. You want to disturb them. Leave Jesus that has this backbone to hear your prayer. <laughs> Amen. Number three. Okay, yes. Lovingly correct misconception about the aspect of the world. Don't allow error go unanswered. Remember, we are taking territory. The territory is the heart of men. It's not physical territory. It's men's hearts. All right? So we must contend for the truth. Hallelujah. Number four. Learn a second language. Everybody here, go and learn French. All right, je m'appelle Femiola Leia. Je suis le médecin. Je suis, uh, je suis pasteur au Ikea Christian Center. J'habite Lago dans le Nigeria. And that's how far I can go. <laughs> Before you thought I was really good. <laughs> but I want to learn, I'm going to learn it. So I'm taking my advice. Let's learn at least French and Mandarin. Then perfect your Yoruba and Igbo and Alsa. Praise God. If you are Egbira, perfect it. So that when we say we want to go and reach your hometown, you will be the person that will be our interpreter or our leader this day. We need to reach the world. Praise God. We need to reach the world. Imagine if we could speak Alsa. You know those abokis up and down? We can have conversations with them. And Aboki will respond to you better in Hausa than he would in Brooklyn and Vernacular. Praise God. Learn a second language so you can share the gospel in it. Master your own native language so you can preach the gospel in it. Number five, show up for outreaches and go all out to preach the gospel. Show up. We're going to have an outreach on Saturday next week. Show up. Let's go. We're preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. We're going to have an exercise in service. What we did yesterday, we'll do it again today. How many of you, how many of you are interested in let's doing that? All of us, we tweet at the same time. Praise God. We can actually do it intentionally. All right? We can take a city together. We can take a nation together. Hallelujah. Amen. This year, we are going to be taking part in specialized, I mean, we would plan it and we say, we want to take Lagos. For the gospel. Now let me tell you, you say, Pastor, I'm a business person. All this gospel, gospel, this you see, you are not paying attention. Listen to me and hear me very well. When you win men, if you're a business person, your business can suffer. You win 10,000 brothers and sisters to church, and you, you think you don't have a ready market to sell your goods and services. It's because you are not thinking well. <laughs> you think well, for example, when, I, I, that's what I love about Christmas. I was a member of Christ Embassy, so I know the story. You know Sinach? You know Sinach? How many of you know Sinach? Sister Sinach, right? She's a big person now, right? 20 years ago, when I was a member there, she wasn't big. You could just walk up to her, hello, hi. No. She just wasn't big. So there's a time they consecrated Christ Embassy with the Crusades. I remember the one of 3.5 million. I remember when we used to do, it was just 100,000. Then sometimes it was 50,000. That's not stadium here. The main bowl, then just outside. I was there, you know, holding Benin's picture. You understand? You understand? We're there. So all of our songs, all things are possible. You know that song? It's old. 2001, 2003. The devil is defeated. Do you know who that used to buy our CD? The members of the church. 
there's people that got saved. So most times, many times, only people of us in Christ Embassy knew our songs. Tonight has released like eight albums. Oh, forget it's only the last two or three, you know. She has released album since. When she went, when she met Pastor Koji one time and she said, Wow, I saw your album. It's like your second album, right? She said, No. No, my second, like my eighth, ninth, or tenth. There are some albums that we, you know, that the world has not heard. I've released them since. As the church grew, those who bought the CDs increased. Praise God. Some people that were in the ministry that started ministries also now are the ones inviting Sinatra to come. Some people were saved in the crusade and God called into ministry are the ones now inviting. Are you following? So don't be short-sighted. Jesus said, all right, the one who what? Who uh, gives up self, who is able to die is the only one. John chapter 12, verse 24. is the only one that will what? Rise again, bearing much fruit. So if you're thinking self all the time, you will never become more. But when you put God first and say, Lord, what do you want us to do? As you are doing it, as you are participating, you are changing. And everybody around you is changing too. Praise God. Praise God. Have you been blessed? I said, have you been blessed? Let's rise up on our feet. Number six is give massively for the gospel. And number seven, intentionally, strategically, be loud on the gospel and loud on your local church. The local church is your school where you are learning. So if you are preaching the gospel, you have to bring those who have won to your school so that they can learn. So you cannot be an effective minister of the gospel without also talking about your local church. Some people always have that thing of saying, I preach Jesus, I don't preach church. You don't understand what you are saying. You understand? You really don't understand it. You understand? You cannot preach Jesus and not talk about where you learned that Jesus from. You cannot preach Jesus effectively and not talk about where you are accountable because there is no true ministry without accountability. Praise God. Now I want you to talk to God and tell him that you commit to global evangelism. Talk to him. You've understood the message. You've heard it. You know why we are doing this preaching. We know why we have to tell the world. Talk to him because he's counting on you. Open your mouth and talk to the Lord. Open your mouth and talk to the Lord. I just want to give you two or three minutes to make that decision. It's just a small, you don't, you don't need, it's just a decision you make internally. I'm going to do something. You say, Pastor, I have, I'm a sinner. I, I sin a lot. Brother, have you believed in Jesus? Then your sins have been forgiven. Stop looking down on yourself and saying that Jesus cannot use you. All Jesus is asking you to say is, Lord, I am willing I am ready for you to use. Just let him use you. Hallelujah. Let him use you. Open your mouth and talk, everybody. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.